Hello and welcome to the next episode in the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. The title of this episode is Grace for You, which hopefully whets our appetite because my prayer for today is that we receive freshly more of God's grace. And we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 22 and beginning at verse 7. This is our second reflection in two days on communion or the Lord's Supper. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Thank you for those words. Thank you for the amazing reality that is behind them. Lord, we look to you unfilled once again. We lift our hands and our hearts to you and ask that today, once again, you would remind us with your grace and that you would fill us with your grace. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Luke chapter 22 and verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfilment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So Luke's version of the Lord's Supper, really, really powerful. It just strikes me again that 
there's something obviously supernatural going on here. This isn't in my notes, but I'll just slip it in. The way that the Last Supper is celebrated, the events that immediately precede it, this guy carrying a jar of water in verse 10, meeting with them. God is at work here. There is, there is something really special going on as they come to the Last Supper. We should be expectant. We should be ready as we take bread and wine together for God to meet with us. Yes, this is our response to what Jesus has done, but more than that, it is grace for us today. Jesus meets with us as the bread is broken and the wine is poured out. He is present with us by his Spirit. So when you come to communion, when you come to the Lord's Supper, come expectantly and come and receive his grace. This is the central point for today, that we receive great assurance as we come and take bread and wine. Jesus has died for us. Jesus has given his life for us. He gave his body for us. He shed his blood for us. Such is his grace. And look again at who this is for. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I just want to drive the point home because I think it's so wonderful. This is to this group of disciples, the apostles in the first instance. So we imagine the bread and the wine going round, going to Thomas, Thomas who doubts, and Jesus saying, this is for you. James and John, the sons of thunder, Jesus says, this is for you. For Andrew, who really didn't say very much very often, maybe shy and timid, Jesus says, this is for you. The bread, the wine, my bloody, my blood, given for you, shed for you. And for Peter, that denier of Jesus, that foot-in-mouth disciple who always seemed to get things wrong, who always spoke out, whatever the situation, it never occurred to him, it seems, not to say anything. And again and again, he gets it wrong. And yet for Peter, Jesus also says, my body, my blood, the bread, the wine, this is for you. This is the level ground at the foot of the cross, even for these men, and by extension, wonderfully, even for us, there is grace. And so what I want to leave with you is that sense of assurance. However you've messed it up, however compromised you feel, However many times you have tripped and fallen as a disciple of Jesus, there is grace for you today. Grace for Thomas, grace for Andrew, grace for James and John, grace for Simon Peter, grace even for Judas if he would have received it, and grace for you. Going to close this reflection with a quotation from Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the 19th century Baptist preacher. Spurgeon, as I've said before, had a very high view of communion. 
And here is a quotation from one of his communion reflections. No power upon earth can henceforth take from me the piece of bread which I have just now eaten. It has gone where it will be made up into blood and nerve and muscle and bone. It is within me and of me. That drop of wine has coursed through my veins and is part and parcel of my being. So he that takes Jesus by faith to be his saviour has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from him. He has received the Christ into his inward parts and all the men on earth and all the devils in hell cannot extract Christ from him. By our sincere reception of Jesus into our hearts, an indissoluble union is established between us and the Lord, and this manifests itself in mutual communion. Well, as powerful and rich, and you might want to rewind this and listen to that again. The thing that strikes me is how Communion, the bread and the wine, just lifts our assurance of God's love to a new level. God's grace was for the first disciples, even as they stumbled and fell. And God's grace is for you today. Let's give thanks to God in prayer and let's receive. You might as you... As we sometimes do, just to sit and open your hands to God, maybe lift your hands to God in a posture of humility and a posture that says, I'm ready to receive. Lord, we thank you and we praise you again for your amazing grace. And we praise you right now that that grace isn't for our fellow church members only, our fellow Christians only. Lord, this is for me and this is for all of those who are listening who will turn to you and receive. Even now, O Lord, pour your grace, pour your love into people's hearts. And the next time we share communion, the next time we take bread and wine, may we remember these words. May we receive your grace, your invisible grace that accompanies the physical signs. May we receive your grace deeply into our hearts. And may we have full assurance of your amazing love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.